Welcome to the Growing Vegetables Down Under podcast. I'm your host, Diana. I want to show you how it's possible to have your very own vegetable garden at home, even if you are working and a busy mum like I am. Join me as I show you how you can have a simple, satisfying and sustainable vegetable garden. But before we get started, please hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you're listening on Apple and love what you hear, I would really, really appreciate it if you left me a five-star review and comment. So let's dive in to today's topic. Hello gardeners! And today we're going to be talking about how to grow colossal cabbages. This podcast is going to have a lot of similarities to the one I did about growing bountiful broccoli. And that is because, of course, cabbages and broccoli are both brassicas and we're growing them at the same time, namely through autumn and winter. And they have a lot of the same needs. However, I still think that a special episode on cabbage is going to be beneficial. Now, cabbages come in a lot of different varieties. You, of course, have your standard green cabbage. You have savoy cabbages, which are the wrinkly ones. Then there's red cabbages. Gosh, the list goes on. I encourage you to get a couple of different varieties in your garden because when they are in full bloom in your vegetable garden, they add that color and that greenery and they make your garden look lush during a time of year when a lot of your deciduous plants, of course, will be bare. Cabbages, like broccoli, are actually incredibly hardy and tolerate freezing temperatures, which is why they're such a good crop to grow in a cool climate. They will not be phased at all about frosts, and if you do, in fact, get snow, they will not be bothered by that at all. Like all brassicas, they are very, very hungry. They are called heavy feeders, which means that they require a lot of nutrients from the soil in order to grow. And for this purpose, before you plant your cabbages, I really think it's important that you improve your soil with some compost, with some manure. Make sure, of course, it is well rotted. If you're getting manure from your chicken coop, for example, make sure that it has broken down fully before you put it into your garden. This is not something you need to worry about if you're buying bagged manure. But I will be adding some manure and in addition to that, I would also be digging in blood and bone. This is about four handfuls per square meter, but make sure you read the instructions on the particular variety that you have purchased. The blood and bone meals in blood and bone are going to give your cabbages that really good dose of nitrogen, which promotes their leafy growth and is also going to be giving them phosphorus to help them grow really strong roots so that they can access and seek out all those nutrients and water from the soil. Once your soil is fortified with all this great nutritional matter, then it's time, of course, to plant your cabbages either through seedlings or direct sowing of seeds. 
If you have already planted your cabbages when you are listening to this podcast, don't worry because I am going to be talking about how to feed them later on in the podcast. If you're following a crop rotation cycle, cabbages do really well following legumes such as peas or beans. This is because legumes have nodules or nodes on their roots which actually excrete nitrogen into the soil. And heavy feeders like cabbages and broccoli who need a lot of nitrogen in order to grow really big leaves love the nutritious soil that legumes leave behind. When you are harvesting your legumes or clearing out your vines, I always recommend to leave the roots of your legumes in the soil. So if, for example, if you're harvesting a bean crop, come along with your secateurs and cut off the vines at the top of the soil and leave the roots in the soil. This means that the nitrogen will break down and continue to feed your plants over the next season. Cabbages like soil to actually be a little bit alkaline. Now, going back to pH basics, neutral pH is seven and most plants like their pH to be seven. But cabbages are a little bit different. They like their pH to actually be a little bit alkaline and they like it to be about 6.5 to 6.8. Therefore, as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, I recommend that you get a pH tester. It looks like a thermometer, really simple to use. You stick it in the ground. It's about $10. And this enables you to easily check the pH of your soil. If your soil where you're going to be planting your cabbages is above 6.8, then I would encourage you to put a little bit of lime into the soil because this is a good way of making the soil a little bit more alkaline and bringing it down to that 6.5, 6.8 range. Many people like to start their cabbages as seedlings in a greenhouse or indoors before planting them into the ground. And that's fine, but please remember to always harden off your seedlings before planting them. Cabbages like their roots to actually be in quite firm soil. This is different to broccoli who like quite loose soil. I'm not quite sure why plants who are so closely related like such different soil insofar as the relative compactness of it. So before you plant your cabbages, I recommend that you actually just walk on the soil a little bit just to sort of push it down or get your hands and make sure you've just patted all the soil down to make it a little bit firmer. Then come along and dig a hole where you're going to be planting your seedling and put that in or simply poke your finger into the ground where you'll be planting your seeds. In a cool climate such as Canberra or southern parts of Australia and most of New Zealand, you'll want to be getting your cabbages into the ground as early as you can in autumn so that they have about six weeks of warm weather before that cool change happens. If you do this, this means that you are going to be getting a winter harvest from your cabbages as opposed to an early spring harvest. I would recommend that you're underplanting those summer vegetables at the end of their time 
with your cabbages so that as you harvest your summer vegetables, you're leaving your cabbages in the ground to grow. They're also going to need a full sunspot. Cabbages like at least six hours of sunshine a day. They can grow in part shade and shadier spots. However, you're not going to get colossal cabbages. And of course, the focus of today's podcast is growing colossal cabbages. Cabbages, like broccoli, are often susceptible to caterpillars, which are laid by the cabbage moth or the white butterfly. Of course, these caterpillars will be far more detrimental to cabbage crops than they would be to broccoli crops because we eat the cabbage leaves, whereas most people do not eat broccoli leaves. Although, of course, they are edible and I encourage you to eat the whole plant and check out some great recipes for broccoli leaves. So in order to protect your cabbages from white butterflies or cabbage moths, you will want to use netting over the top of your cabbages to prevent the white butterfly from being able to land on them and lay their larva, which of course turns into caterpillars. Or another thing that I have been using quite successfully are cabbage moth or white butterfly decoys. And these are simply white butterflies on a stick in the garden. And the reason this works is that they are actually territorial insects. So when they see other cabbage moths or white butterflies, they will not lay their eggs there. And they are confused by fake ones. So by having fake white butterflies in your garden, then the other white butterflies are not going to come along and lay their eggs. In my backyard, I have some garden beds that are netted, some garden beds that have white butterflies, and I have had a great season this year with no issues in relation to caterpillars demolishing my crops. If you are currently facing an infestation of caterpillars or even just one or two nibbling on your crops, I recommend that you net your crops now. And then I would be inspecting them every day or so and removing any caterpillars who you sight or releasing any butterflies who have been cocooning in there so that they don't lay their eggs again on the same crops. And in a couple of weeks time, you're going to basically have removed all the caterpillars and broken that cycle and you'll be protecting the future leaves that will be growing in that garden bed. When it comes to fertilizing your cabbages over the season, and this also applies to people who perhaps didn't improve their soil before planting as I have recommended to, it is possible to add blood and bone or compost on top of your soil in order to feed the cabbages throughout your season. If you have planted your cabbages in soil as I have recommended, then at least once, maybe twice during your cabbage growing season, I would encourage you to sprinkle more blood and bone onto the soil. I would also encourage you to add another layer of compost. Compost can be used as a mulch or alternatively, you can put straw mulch on top of this as well. And this is going to break down and as you water, carry those nutrients down to the soil. In addition, please continue with Fish Friday and Seaweed Saturday, which is what I recommend you do all year round in your garden. And this is fertilizing your garden with fish emulsion once a month and seaweed concentrate once a month 
alternating them fortnightly. I have reminders on social media every fortnight, so I encourage you to follow me on Facebook or Instagram, and you will see my videos talking about Fish Fridays and Seaweed Saturdays and giving you a tip as to why they are so great for your garden. If you didn't improve your soil the way I recommended at the beginning of the podcast because you have possibly already planted your cabbages, do not fear. What I would recommend you do is I would remove any mulch that you have on your garden bed and I would be sprinkling on blood and bone. I would be sprinkling on rock minerals and I would be putting a good layer of manure and compost on top of that soil. Then put your straw mulch or your lucerne mulch, whatever you're using, back over the top. Again, continue with Seaweed Saturday and Fish Fridays as this is going to feed those cabbages in the coming weeks. And the fertilizers that you have put onto that soil and the manure are going to be soaking down into the soil and feeding those cabbages. If you think your cabbages are looking a little bit small, you may want to give them an extra dose of fish emulsion and an extra dose of seaweed concentrate in order to encourage them to spring to life. But please check the recommended doses on the back of the product that you have purchased to make sure that you don't exceed the recommended number of doses in that month. But just because you have not improved the soil, as I recommended at the beginning of the podcast, does not mean that your cabbages are not going to be very productive this season. You can, of course, catch up with some great fertilizing going forward. Cabbages are ready for harvest at any time, really. You can eat baby cabbages or you can eat enormous cabbages. The one thing that is important is to eat it before it goes to flower. But that is only if you're trying to grow a cabbage into a nice, pretty, aesthetically pleasing ball. If your cabbage does go to flower, it's basically growing into a cabbage tree. And each of those cabbage leaves can still be picked up and sliced off. And let's face it, you cannot tell the difference when you have cut cabbage between cabbage that grew in a ball and cabbage that grew as leaves. So don't worry if it does go to flower. And I always recommend letting one of every plant go to flower to self-seed for next season because, of course, seeds sprout when the conditions are perfect and a seed that has self-seeded and grown in the ground is always going to be a more productive plant than a plant that you have grown from seed and transplanted into your garden. The other thing about seeds, which is a little known fact, and I am actually going to have a seed saving expert on the podcast soon, is that seeds are really intelligent and they actually evolve. So a seed that has been planted in your garden, grown into a cabbage, self-seeded in your garden, and sowing itself back in the soil, that seed is more intelligent than the original seed that you planted. And it has acclimatized to the conditions of your backyard and it's becoming more tolerant of your cold or your dry weather or the pests that you have. So the longer that you grow those plants from that seed in your garden, the more that that seed is evolving to the conditions of your backyard. So seed saving is incredible. 
And it's for this reason that I would love to get my friend on the podcast to talk to you about seed saving and this amazing way that seeds are so intelligent and evolve. But going back to harvesting, like I said, you can harvest your cabbage at any time. I do encourage you to let one go to seed so you get free cabbages next year. The most common problem that people have growing cabbages is that they can't get them to ball up like the way that we see cabbages in supermarkets. As I've said, this doesn't mean that they're not edible. It just means they don't look like cabbages that you're used to seeing in shops. If your cabbage doesn't ball up, it's because it hasn't had sufficient nitrogen. So give it a really good dose of fish emulsion. And that fish emulsion has a NPK ratio of 411, which means it's got four times as much nitrogen as it has phosphorus and four times as much nitrogen as it has potassium. And nitrogen is going to encourage that cabbage to grow to a colossal size, which is what we're going for, but it's also going to get it to ball up. The very last comment I would like to make about cabbages is water. Just because it's winter does not mean that your crops don't need to be watered. Think about how much water is actually in a cabbage. It's actually a tremendous amount of water in those leaves. And so you need to give your cabbages a really good drink every second day in winter, if not every day. But please do not rely solely on the dew or the frost melting to water your brassicas. They do need some extra love. And that brings us to the end of this episode. And I hope that that has given you a lot of good tips on growing colossal cabbages this winter. I would love to see any photos of cabbages that you have grown. So please share them on the Facebook growing vegetables down under community or tag me in your post on Instagram. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to get in touch. I do actually respond pretty quickly. So I hope that I'll be able to help you out. Believe it or not, I have even had a message from somebody standing in Bunnings asking me questions about fertilizing and I was more than happy to help her. So please get in touch. I love a good yarn. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for joining me today. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Growing Vegetables Down Under. On Facebook, we also have the Growing Vegetables Down Under community, which is a group where you can share your successes or possibly your failures and ask for help. I would love to see you in that group and I am able to provide any advice you'd like on that platform. If you have any comments or suggestions about other topics you'd like me to cover, just leave them in the comments below or send me a DM. Looking forward to seeing you next time. Happy gardening!